Welcome to Build with Rob. I am your host, Rob Deerdeck, the CEO and founder of the Deerdeck Machine. And you know what it is. We manufacture amazing. We love manufacturing amazing in so many different capacities. You know, whether that's business creation, life creation, business creation strategies, life creation strategies. We love to systematically fuse art, science, and magic any which way we can. Uh, As you know me, I'm passionate about human optimization. Um, You know, I got that do or die spirit, but I live with a machine mindset. You know, I drive everything I create to automation and then optimization because at the end of the day, optimization is where greatness happens. It is the absolute and complete truth. And at high optimization, what do you have? You have incredible, incredible energy. And, you know, I I recently was on a friend of mine's podcast, The Great Lewis Howes. I was on the School of Greatness. And, you know, he, he posted a reel of one of the statements I said about chasing energy above all and chasing energy in everything that you do, whether that's work or life, relationships, every single aspect of what you do. And and energy is either taken from you or given to you depending on what you do and being super aware of what that is. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to, you know, because so many people had reached out to me about it and really was like, this is it. This is the, this is the way it is. It's what it's about right here, Rob. It's what it's about right here. Chase energy. You know, and I live for it. I'm about it. You know, I used to have living the energy in my office. Um, you know, I've always been really big on energy and and how significant it is in your quality of life. You know, and and I, I would love to to add a little bit more depth to you know how I approach energy and sort of how I've evolved over the years of becoming what I like to refer to as energy aware, right? Like I am super sensitive to my energy at all times and every single thing that I do. And, you know, obviously it started first where I was, you know, you know, really trying to build a life around energy and like, what do I love to do the most with my time and how do I want to stay balanced? And, and, you know, what are the things that sort of feed my energy and, and, and these sort of aspects. But as time went on, and I grew to be more balanced and more optimized. I, I really, really um, began to just become much more energy aware. And when I say energy aware, you know, I, I just am super sensitive to how my energy is and basically everything I do all day long, right? And whether that's a meeting, uh, with a particular company, a particular founder, one of my executives, whether it's preparing to shoot a television show, whether it's, you know, preparing for this show, you know, every aspect of my life, whether I'm on a Zoom for, you know, a consultant to get my children into a private school, you know what I mean? Like, which, you know, it's an energy drainer. That's an energy drainer for me. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, a lot of things is going through my head there. I'm like, really, Rob, you got to pay for a consultant for kindergarten? Is this where you're at right now? Um, this is the 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 zone that you've got to spend energy and time on. But but becoming sensitive to that, right? And understanding, you know, that that there are certain things, especially things that you do for the very first time 
or that are new to you or you're unsure of, boy, these are going to pull energy from you. You know, the things that you know the best and that you love to do the most and the people that you love to do it with, what are they going to do? They're going to give you energy, right? You can't wait to jump on those Zooms and, and you know, be ideating and talking about new things you're working on or whatever you're doing, a new product with the company, a new packaging design, these different things that I can't wait to get on a Zoom to go through, right? And, and the uh, process of really beginning to, once you become energy aware, then now you've got to begin to optimize your life for energy. And that's where it gets a little bit tricky, right? Like as you are really, really putting in the effort to understand what's giving energy and what's taking energy, you've now have to begin to make assessments on, hey, uh, what can I do to make this be, you know, give me more energy? Um, is that, should I not do this, right? And some things that should be, should you hire someone to do it? Um, should Do you have something that you need to learn so it won't be so draining? Um, is it just the beginning of the process and the more that you do it, the, that and the more you understand it, the more energy you will get from it? You know, I, I think it's really beginning to like look at all of the ways that you can optimize for energy after you become energy aware is where you're really going to discover a high quality life, right? That is where high quality living exists. When you can get up every single day and go from thing to thing to thing all day that gives you energy rather than takes from you, it's an extraordinarily high quality of life. And it's, it, you know, I, I said on Lewis's podcast that happiness is really found through chasing energy. And, and I really believe that. And my definition of happiness is really getting up every day, going from thing to thing to thing that you absolutely enjoy and get energy from, right? And that is easier said than done because it, it requires you to spend a lot of time understanding you, understanding the things that are taking energy from you, and then putting in the time and effort to evolve or change them so that they deliver energy rather than pull from you. But it's really, truly where you're going to find true happiness, right? And there's a lot of aspects to energy that's beyond just the decisions that you make where you spend your time it's it's also things you're not doing or taking on too much or you know a relationship or a problem with somebody there's these these things that steal mind share from you throughout the day that pull energy and and being aware of all of those and trying to build a life of when those come in, handle those. Make sure you you clear those out. If you have something in the back of your mind that you know you got to do, get it done. And know that like then you release that from draining you, right? When you have people in your life that are constantly just part of like what pull you down or take energy from you, you've got to change that relationship. You have to change the relationship. You can't just continue... To be involved with people that take energy from you and just say, oh, it's my sister. Oh, that's how my mom is. You know, oh, it's my best friend. Known him since he was four. 
you know, it, you have to not uh, stop talking to any of them and be like, you're, you're an energy suck. You're out of my life. You have to build a, a way around what it is inside those conversations and that relationship that pulls from you and, and protect yourself from that, you know, and, and as you get, you know, more and more energy aware, then you fully understand what is taking from you and giving to you. And then you begin to optimize your life around energy. Then you begin to defend energy, right? Because what happens now is you have uh, essentially created this cocoon of extraordinarily high quality energy that you can live in. And then you can't allow anything to ever penetrate that, right? Like that is, you know, truly when you live in this, this much higher quality state, you know, cause energy is elusive. Like what is it exactly? You know, like it's almost like it can never be fully described, but we all know exactly what I'm saying when I say it. And it's, it's all how you feel and it's just you, just you. You can't talk to somebody about your energy. You've got to learn to assess it yourself, really understand um, not to continually do the things or be around the people or have the job or allow things that pull from your energy to stay in your life. I promise you. You become more energy aware and optimize for energy and build a defense around it. You will be a truly, truly happy person. All right, look, I uh, took you on an energy flow right there. Really deep in the life strategy on that one. You know what I mean? As you know, I love to talk about it. You can find me on basically any podcast that'll have me talking about life strategies. Uh, so why not get on here and rant? On my own podcast, but that's not all we do down here. We talk about life. We talk about business. We talk about it all. And today we have some great entrepreneurs as guests um, that hopefully uh, I can bring the energy to because, again, look, this show gives me energy. Getting prepared for this show, watching the videos that you guys send in and then thinking about your business idea and being like, oh, if you could do this, like, oh, this is where your breakthrough could happen if you approach this. And, oh, that's a really smart question uh, about life. And, like, here's how I approach it. I, man, I and I get energy from just like getting prepared for the show and then can't wait to finally meet and speak uh, with the entrepreneurs that have taken the time uh, to send in a, in a video, share their idea, and ultimately want to come on this show and, and, and have a great conversation about how I could potentially use my experience and, and knowledge to help them. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hello, Rob. Sanjay Kumar Rajwith here. I am... Uh chemical and national knowledge engineer and I also studied physics and computer science and uh, I've been through eight accelerators. Uh, I was the first person in the world to ever study chemical and national knowledge engineering physics and computer science at USC and um, I went to eight accelerators. I helped co-found four companies. Uh, my first company was a failure. I learned a lot from that. My second company is now worth almost $100 million. It's called Pharmax. They have the best AI and IoT services from Farm variation management, industry management, and uh, it started my garage with my own capital. But uh, my claim to fame, my majority, and I'm, what I'm asked to be a professor in is agricultural technology, and that's what I want to talk to you about. 
I'm co-founder of Plant Culture Systems. My other co my, my co-founder is Johan Heinrich Lee, who's a UC Davis professor and uh, UC A&R Extension Specialist. He's a world expert in hydroponics and vertical farming. And uh, for the past 36 years, pretty much every single company, you know, from General Hydroponics to Grovan to Bellary Farms to all these big companies that have exited and began and now have like $500 million of funding, they all consult with my co-founder. He's been a very close friend, mentor, through all my companies. Why I went to school, they didn't even teach plant science. And uh, I work my ass off, uh, eight accelerators, uh, USC, Village Capital, Grape University, and Video Deep Learning Accelerator, uh, Royce Law, you know, Silicon Valley Ag Tech Ag Incubator, uh, Stanford Bases, you know, Cairo Society, a lot of experiences. Um, and uh, now I'm co-founding Plant Culture Systems, where we can essentially grow anything in vertical farms and outdoor hydroponics. Uh, in combined systems that are most economical in the world. So we grow in a small space, high density, and move into a larger space with lower density and manage the resources in a way that makes it more economical. So the company can drop more so that this, so that this technology can produce more farmers in the vertical farming hydroponic space. So I think that with plant culture systems working together with Beaver Machine, I mean, that we could go very far and uh, I'd be happy to speak further about it anytime. Uh, big fan of previous works uh, in skateboarding, and I think I've been a fan of your show. So uh, I definitely feel a full person, and uh, you know, the opportunity to work together would be, you know, would be incredible. Sanjay Kumar Rajput, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you? I'm doing great, Rob. It's really a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. You're a really great leader, and I'm, I'm very happy to see how you've grown from a pro skateboard into a founder machine i mean it's really cool what you're up to man hey look i i appreciate it man and and look i am i am thankful that i get um concepts presented to me by super entrepreneur mega scientists that i don't even understand the ideas that they're too big for me to even talk about or even fully do uh, but I am thankful that you're willing to have a conversation with me based off of the depth of your knowledge and what you're hoping to achieve. Can you just explain to the world the power of vertical farming and what your vision is and the concept that you're creating? For sure. So here at Plant Culture Systems and across my life, I've been most interested and invested in trying to see how vertical farming can change the world because Fundamentally, hydroponics is a technology that can reduce water usage and crop production by 90 to 99%. And in addition to that, you know, in most supply chains for food today, if you buy organic lettuce, 50 to 60% are lost in the field, 30 to 40% is lost in the supply chain, and another 30% is lost at the grocery store. So the economics of the society we live in today are really not favorable towards, you know, the distribution problem is eliminating a lot of good produce and it's basically keeping the price of these things high so that big farms, there's one city in California that's, you know, more than 50% of the entire lettuce for the United States comes from this one city. It's called Salinas Valley. And, um, you know, the power of vertical farming is creating farms that are distributed, creating farms that are closer to the point of consumption, using less resources, creating jobs and using 99% less water, using less labor, using less energy, less transportation. Currently today, the big things that make hydroponics and vertical farming not scalable is Basically, 80% of the cost of these things is energy and labor. After that, I mean, you're still getting a payback in one or two years, but it's really complex for people. And, um, you know, I spent, since I was about 16 years old, I saw Singaporean rooftop gardens on a Morgan Freeman's 
science TV show. And I was like, dude, this is pretty sick. I mean, 99% less water. I was like, this is something that needs to be used for all of humanity. And uh, my first kind of foray into this field was actually trying to create uh, hydroponics for third world countries. So how do you create systems where you can recycle human waste and turn that into nutrients? And um, as I learned more about the, the, the hydroponics market, uh, you know, I started one company for, um, you know, controllers. Uh, that was my first failure, which I learned a lot from. And, you know, if anyone's watching, I'm sorry, I'm going to do my best to make it up to you. My second ag tech company started my garage. Hey, it's a good sign. Hey, it's a good sign when you're still you're still bummed on the people you lost money for. You know what I mean? It's a. Well, they believed in me. Yeah. And it wasn't my fault. They believed in me. I mean, it's my fault for choosing the wrong people. But I mean, it's like I've learned the hard way. You know how to bring a, a good team together. Hey, hey, look, it's a pretty good lesson as it relates to the type of capital that you get. You know, if you get friends and family capital, like it's a lot more painful to lose their money. Versus like if you go and get a venture capitalist like capital who like and an angel investor who does this on the regular and knows that this stage is dangerous and, and not saying that it would slow you down on you feeling upset that you lost somebody's money. Nobody ever wants to do that ever. But it's certainly ever. a sign of like it's 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 easier when it's part of the game. Uh, that they're playing versus like if you took money from like a family or someone individually, uh, it's a little little bit harsher depending on the type of business you create. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, but my second company did is doing doing pretty well. I hired a CEO who took his last role of about fifty million ARR. So basically, you know, once I'd been asked to be a professor for my last company, my first company, I'd been asked to be a professor at UC Davis and IIT, and I was like, dude, I'm not really trying to be a professor right now. I'm trying to take this technology and scale it. So. In California, it was the first time like where for years in a row, we were talking about the drought and how that's a big issue. So I had figured out that, you know, I have this background in chemical and nanotechnology technology engineering, physics, computer science, and all these different things in, in plant biology. So I was like, I need to, I need to take what is good about me, my knowledge, and I need to apply it towards this problem that all these farmers in California are having an issue with water. And uh, basically I went to like, I don't know, six accelerators. I, I lived out of my car. I almost moved every two to three months. I, I lived uh, with one of my investors who was the farmer, Anil Kumar Gupta, God bless you. Uh, you're, you're salt of the earth, man. You're the best, <laughs> one of the best people I ever met in my life, brother. Uh, but these guys own 20,000 acres of farmland. They were on the board of Amo Pistachio. I lived and shadowed some of the largest farmers in California. And, and that was up in Salinas? Years, was that up in Salinas? That was in Tulare, actually. Tulare yeah. is like the dairy and like Amo Pistachio kind of capital. It's kind of like really nothing. Like it's like Walmart, Home Depot. There's one of each of those. And there's like just maybe four or five major complexes of, of like business and then small place. It's a very small town. Everyone yeah. pretty knows each other, but um, you know, I got to make a solution for AI and IOT architected that. And uh, essentially every other person that tried to do what we did at that company has failed. And my company, you know, after I guess six accelerators, 90, 90% of my peers went bankrupt or went into acquisitions or just straight up failed. And my company is still succeeding. So I, you know, I left that company due to some disagreements in, in the overall management, but I, it was my baby that I gave the ghost in the machine its life, that AI, I paid a bit of my soul for it. And, you know, I know for a fact that even if I were to die today, a piece of my legacy is a technology that is the best in the world that, and you can only add to it. It can only get better. It's at a critical mass today. And that's, you know, it's beautiful because it's going to keep helping humanity. It's going to help them save water. It's going to help them increase resource, you know, efficiency and help people get fed. And that's really what I'm most passionate about, I mean, and I see, you know, plant culture systems today, I mean, and, and, and Labrador mining, I'm, I mean, I'm farming and mining, I'm very much a process engineer. And what we're trying to do is basically reduce the water usage, reduce the energy usage and reduce the labor usage in vertical farming and hydroponics. 
so that it's a very profitable and economical game that we can basically, you know, one of the things we're even trying to do in the future is put together co-ops of shipping container style housing and farms so that we can, uh, you know, basically eliminate joblessness and homelessness together and try and supply major supermarkets. Because like when, when more than 50% of one thing comes from one city and most people own it all, like a couple of people own it all, I think that as we open up that ecosystem to allow more people to get in and allow it to be a, a place where everybody feels comfortable. I mean, I really want, I'm not trying to be like Apple, man. I mean, like even though if the tech stack is the way I'm trying to make a lot of people have lives and livelihoods that they're proud of. And I think that food production overall in the world, whenever you look at society, the first thing that society needed to develop was a sustainable food source so that I can change the mind so I can focus on other things. Okay, look, you're trailing. You, hey, you're going from one thing to the next, right? And let's, let's like vertical farming, right? If we both agree like magical and it's the future, right? It is, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a farm in Compton, uh, you know, that, that is the equivalency of 700 acres in a 95,000 square foot warehouse that uses, you know, 10% of the water that it would take to, to, to make the, the main, the same amount of agriculture. Right. So it's, it's remarkable and its potential and its scale and hearing you talk about it and its potential, right? What is it going to do? It's going to like ultimately end world hunger, right? Like it's, it's that, that real of, of sort of a vision. Now, as someone that sent me a video now, I wasn't entirely sure of like, like what business was being pitched, what the opportunity was like, you know, there was, there was no sort of range on understanding like where the business opportunity is in the space. And and I'm just curious, like, is it like eventually does it, does energy cost like need to come down and, or some sort of solution before it becomes sort of economically investable to where it's done everywhere? Like, Where's sort of the threshold um, where it can actually become a more profitable and sustainable business? So I really, that's a really good comment. And, and so w- one of the key things that we're doing at Plant Culture is that we are using lower power systems across the whole system so that eventually we should be able to integrate solar power or geothermal to make our systems completely energy independent. So that way these things can really scale to wherever there's just water. And then we're also interested in looking into water capture so that this really could be a platform that goes into places where you could not typically farm before and that with a small amount of water and with self, self-sustainable energy, you can produce anywhere. And that's really one of our, our core visions. My, my co-founder and my mentor, who's like a second father to me, is a, you know, is, is, is a German scientist from UC Davis. And uh, pretty much every person in this industry has gone through his doors from the past 36 years. And basically, I'm just very lucky that this guy mentored me for about 10 years. So, I mean, well, I went to a school that literally had zero plant scientists. Yeah. So I had to go to do research at UC Davis and, and people were like, oh, he's crazy. I was like, I talked to him. I was like, no, man, this guy is not crazy. He's just really smart. Yeah. Half the words coming out of his mouth, I guess, aren't understandable. His, his actual PhD is in applied math. And yeah. he's, you know, applied it all towards soilless culture. So, and then, and I mean, now really, is he your business partner in sort of the concept? Founder. And then have you guys raised money yet? Like where are you guys at at the stage of the business? Uh, for this company, we, we raised a little bit under 400K from basically a lot of AAA investors. Um, one of my close friends, Andrew Mutz, who was the, C- the, the VP of engineering CTO that led the first billion dollar exit in digital agriculture. I didn't even ask for his money. I, yeah. I just regularly, he's like a brother asking for advice. And then like, he saw that I was doing around. He's like, let me in. I was like, dude, that's a real responsibility, man. You're like, 
a lot of my things that I'm great at in the world wouldn't exist without you. Now that I have your money, I'm like, oh shit. Hey, hey <laughs> and what what is what type of what do you price around at like when in this type of space? Oh, the typical round size that I, I I specifically down rounded the company because I wanted my initial investors to get at least you know 20 x on the first round. But most people are seeing fifteen million pre money even with nothing, just a team. Yeah, and uh, I've I've raised before with less less progress, less traction, less technology, and I've charged five x more. Yeah, but I purposely am building in, building in a security for my investors because I want them to feel very very happy that they're part of this journey with me and that. And then, so, so what you did this at like a 10 million pre, what'd you do this round at? Last. Oh, you did? You did like five? Round. It was like full friends. Last and oh, really? You did like a million? Well, a little more, but yeah. yeah, like about three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, but like, I, it was something that really kind of get a lot better than that. You know, that, I mean, just within the network of my investors, I mean, like Marcy Simon, she's the seed investor in Coinbase and Borgia Digital. And she's, you know, knows the founders of Google. I mean, she's like connected to everywhere in technology. Drew Schiff is an MD, MBA that has seed invested billion dollar cannabis companies and many billion dollar therapeutics companies. Margaret Wong, she's on the Chamber of, Com- Chamber of Commerce of California. She's a politician. She owns a, de- a lighting company for hydroponics. She also owns an IoT company. Um, and the list goes on. I mean, I, I got a really solid group of people that are supporting me and I want them to feel included in this journey. I want them to feel very happy with, you know, the fact that they supported me when I, when I had just my ideas and, you know, four and a half years of putting in the, the effort to get it this far. And at this point, you know, my target is a, a very, very large Series A, and I'm, I'm even looking for a growth CEO to help out because in my last company, the pro- problem is that we were building service for farmers, and farmers are like really reticent to try new things. So even if they have 20,000 acres, you're, if you try to sell someone that, that, that their crop only yields once a year, like a tree, so the first year they try 40 acres, maybe 100. Then the next year they start do 500, and the next year do 1,000. And then the fourth year they're like, okay, 5,000 to 10,000. So you're talking about four-year sales cycle, and during that during that whole period, you still need to offer your cutting-edge, top-of-line product that beats everyone else, so that you have a you have a fundamental imbalance in your spend to run the company versus how much money you're making. But like I said, you know, everyone else that tried to do what I did, they failed. I'm very lucky. I got such an awesome team that that's growing that company. Hey, it's like when B to B, when you go B to B, and it's farmers with tech, you're already you're already up against it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's it, it's super interesting. And again, it's just so far outside our world. You know what I mean? Like so, it it, it just exists on this plane that like not we just don't even like have a full understanding in 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 how to even assess uh such an opportunity but but very very amazing and and really see like it's it's potential for the world that i think's uh quite remarkable but hit me with the questions that you got man okay for sure so basically the two questions are when you when you have to trust respect and likeness of people that have such greatness that you can go out and raise any amount of money any amount the primary thing that you need to do to focus on actually achieving the deliverable goods that make your opportunity valuable is growing a team. So when you when you when you have access to infinite capital, even if you have no money, but if you have access to getting an infinite amount, how is it that you continue to scale? Because majority of your time is that you need to be hiring great people around you so that you can continue to provide the company in the way you like me as a technologist and like a, a, a you know company founder and salesperson. Like that, I can't be doing every single task in a company. You know, so like when you have access to infinite capital, how do you go around quickly? finding people that support your passion, the mission, and actually, you know, have a measurable way to grow your team to, to, to deliver. I, I mean, look, I, it's, I, I'm not like in a world where I'm constantly 
high growth, uh, high body addition. But one thing in the times that I have seen it done and done really well, it is the focus needs to be on literally hiring the person who's going to hire everybody and be the person that vets everybody, spending all that time and energy to make sure that the person who understands the vision, understands you, understands like the the mindset, the skill set, the vision for everything is the person that's going to be on the front lines of interviewing every single person, recruiting every single person. Like if you just... Focus on making sure that that one hire you do not miss on. Then by the time people get to you, they've been, they're vetted so thoroughly. They're so perfect. Your assessment, boom, you're gone to the next one. Boom, on to the next one. And, and you know, Outstanding Foods, our plant-based uh, snack food company is kind of going, is going through this phase right now at a pretty significant um, rate. And he was having trouble. Right. Because he it was so much of his energy and time was being pulled away, not only from like needing to go deeper on interviewing these candidates, but then getting a limited amount of quality of candidates, then choosing the best of that limited amount and then going through the cycle of them not working out. Yeah. So imagine how complex and like even more difficult it is, is then now you've got to, you onboarded somebody, figured out they're not the right burn, then, then had to bring another, holy moly. And, and he really, he really focused then on finding like a single HR body who then changed everything for them. And then it's just like, I mean, three or four new bodies that are perfect fits like month after month, right? And it's been been really, really effective. So, you know, I, I think, you know, when when you start to get in that ready to scale zone and what that is, like putting that energy on that body will make all the difference because it really is you don't have the time. And then it's like it's your you can only evaluate those that end up on your desk because you're not going to go out like recruiting everybody. But boy, I hope you get there and I hope you get a bunch of people that are on the mission to change the world. You know what I mean? Because well, I'm telling you right now, Rob, I, I'm actually in, interviewing two leaders to join and both of them come with, you know, a million dollar check. But basically um this the problem i have with my last company is opposite than this company i i plan to do five profitable pilots in 2022 and the reality is we're now looking at doing between 500 and 600 yeah, yeah so yeah, when we're talking yeah. about 600 big containers i'm like dude this is growing faster than my ability to learn yeah, you, yeah like and again if you need like then you need the great operator like to to CEO operating mind to be able to like keep all of that in order and then hire the bodies that keep that 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 flowing you know so but I know you'll do it you're here to change the world what's your, what's your last question man you got a really interesting question okay so yeah this is a good question that I want you to answer from the from the from the deepest realms of your heart yeah. well, I want you to bear your soul with me for a second here so here we go if you if you found a magic lamp if you if you got a genie to, yeah. and and this genie just said the only thing you can ask, you can ask for anything, but it's a non-selfish wish. Something, hmm. what are the, the three things that you would ask for from that genie? Yeah. And, and why, what leads you to this question? You know, I didn't plan to want to make a lot of money in my life. I actually yeah. wanted to be a mom. You know, I really yeah. wanted to get out of the world of like, you know, we're, we're playing a rat race against each other and you know, capitalism and war against each other to make money, to be at the top of top of the game. And that's why I learned to cut through it. But like, 
I didn't want to be this kind of person that I needed to be to be a leader in this business world. I, did, I realized the costs and benefits. I worked with angels and VCs, and then I also worked for a hedge fund. I worked for the devils. I mean, so I've seen what Wall Street and Silicon Valley at the <laughs> highest level are like. Yeah. And I saw things that really, I wish I never learned the world works that way. I mean, I really learned some kind of you know, heart-shaking things, but it, 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 it strengthened the fact that I still want to do some good things for the rest of the world. I have a responsibility that I was given a lot of mental power and a lot of ability. I mean, like, I'm mentored by a lot of bosses, man. And like, all these bosses can teach you what it's like and give you the, the, the sword and the shield so you can fight a dragon. But to become a legend like them, you still have to do it yourself. Yeah, and look, look, right, let me say this to that. It, you also get to build the journey any way you choose. Right. And and so my first wish, non-selfish, would be to teach uh, eventually every child in school sort of my mentality of the machine mindset where your life is a series of systems that if you integrate these systems and automate these systems and optimize these systems over time, you can grow into living a balanced, fulfilled, extraordinary life. Right. And to me, I'm I hope over time to create the tools to show people that like you can be a venture capitalist and be about business, but you can do it from a very harmonious state. Right. And that you actually choose how you want to live in your business, in your life, how you want to master time and your own energy. And that's all dependent on the ideas you create, the people you surround yourself with and the discipline you have to feed yourself um, the things that give you energy rather than chase something that you hope will fulfill you rather than living a life that is fulfilling. That would be number one. That's a good one. Number two would be to give the tools necessary for every child on earth to get preventative neuromuscular and skeletal structure alignment from birth so that they have flawless biomechanics because as someone who will never allow his children to ever build a muscle compensation and learning everything about his body and ultimately realizing that the communication between my neurology and my skeletal structure and the muscles that wrap it all together is what will build an efficient system that can sleep well, eat well, and and have energy all day. I know that it's going to only be done if it's done in a preventative form at a very young age. So I would wish upon the world that every child had flawless biomechanics and perfect neuromuscular and skeletal alignment would be would be my dream. Okay, that's I know that's awesome, probably man. outside your world. You probably I don't know if you can connect with that. Now my third and final wish is that we would have telescopes with enough power that we could peer in on the trillions of planets all over our universe and see all of the interesting worlds 
all over this universe that are going on around us. That would be my wish so that instead of watching The Bachelorette that I watch all the time because I love love and reality shows (laughs) and people getting hurt on ridiculousness, we could peer into some weird galaxy and watch a planet where people are now just evolving and riding on the backs of weird dinosaurs is, is what my third wish would be. But there you have it. Look. I appreciate you. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for sending me the video. And I I look forward to getting the updates and and seeing you changing the world, feeding the world, and becoming a billionaire along the way. God bless, man. Uh, Good to meet you. It's all about doing good work for the world. Good to meet you, man. All the best. If we can can provide a $1 value to a billion people, that's how we make a billion dollars. Make it happen. I know you can. Thank you, Rob. All right, be good. Thank you, man. Hey Rob and the Derdick Machine team, my name is Austin and before getting into the pitch, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for putting your time and energy into watching this pitch. So let's jump right into it. Now, the most important part of this whole pitch, the market and white space opportunity. So for the last 10 years, the market that I've been involved with and I feel like a true expert in is the fitness supplement industry. And the amazing white space opportunity that I found that I'm so excited to share with you guys is women's supplements. Let me explain. Roughly 30 to 40% of women who do work out do not take supplements. And here's why. The women's market currently only appeals to two extremes. Over here, you have your athletes, women who want to run faster, lift more, become more athletic, and who are solely focused on performance. They're over here. The other extreme is women who are health conscious. They're drinking the organic drinks. They're taking things to help increase microbiome. They're primarily focused on health. So, the white space market opportunity is right in the middle. It's super obvious. It's women who work out for the sole reason to look more attractive. And currently, there's not a brand nor a product line that caters to these women, and that's why this white space opportunity is so huge. The type of products we have to create for this group of women are called solution-based supplements, and nobody's doing them. What do I mean by this? So if a woman has a specific body goal, we create products that help her achieve that specific goal. For example, if she wants to grow her booty, we make a product called the Big Booty Kit. Why do I wanna work with the Derdick machine? Before submitting this video, I wanted to make sure we were on the same page. I didn't wanna waste your time and I didn't wanna waste mine. So I took a look at your guys' goals, vision, mission, principles, and I also had the extraordinary privilege to talk to some of the people you already work with like Ryan and Jolie and a few others and while talking to them it clicked I knew this was the perfect fit and I couldn't be more excited to join your company culture Austin Gain welcome to build with Rob how are you my friend Hey, I am doing fantastic. It's a pleasure to finally connect and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. So tell me, you know, I, I, I love this type of pitch, right? This is dream scenario pitch, uh, because it's a, a experienced, uh, founder, right. Who's done multiple companies and is pitching an idea within, uh, the space that they have expertise in. Right. So it is, yeah. uh, without a doubt, the way that, that, that I love and and hope to get in the type of pitches that we get. Uh, so I, I would love to to understand, you know, given your experience in in the space, you know, just kind of ripping through um, your experience, background, and then what led to you seeing this opportunity. 
No, that's a great question. So, you know, right from high school, I became, this is post skateboarding. So I went from skateboarding, immediately obsessed with working out and fitness. And I actually uh, dropped out of college and I moved across the uh, country from California to Florida to join a startup company, which happened to be a supplement brand for men. I did that for uh, approximately four years. And I was basically the number three employee in the company, became the sales executive in that company and landed, you know, the big accounts, the GNCs, the vitamin shops, all those types of things. And it was crazy because it was a totally startup. You know, everything's low budget. Uh, the products only got a couple flavors, but that small team grew. So I became a part of that. And personally, throughout the course of four years, I was responsible for almost $10 million of, uh, of retail sales, just, you know, wholesale. Um, and then after that, um, the, the founder unfortunately passed away in that. And then uh, around that time, anyway, I wanted to kind of move on. So I joined a, another CPG startup and it's actually just went public uh, a couple of days ago. It's called Real Good Foods. Mm. And um, yeah, I did that one. And I was with uh, some of the guys that started that. I worked in social media, did the same thing with retail, did that for a couple of years. And then finally, I was like, hey, I'm pretty good at this business thing. And it kind of feels like a natural skill set that I and an inclination that I have. So I started my own business, but I did not start my first business inside of uh, my area of expertise because I didn't see an opportunity. You know, that's where I feel most comfortable. That's where where, I hey, where was that? Where was that business at? What was that? So that business is actually fitness apparel. Yeah, um, okay. Close to it. So yeah, still fitness yeah. realm, but I, that one, and that one was a challenge because just like anything, a lot of people say, you know, if you had known how complicated things were when you start a business, you wouldn't have got into it. And clothing has been one of those things that really pushed me and really leveled up my uh, skill set as a, uh, as an executive and a chief, you know, just running a business and, and acquiring all the skill sets you have to have. And, to really have a real business. And I, and I grew that to a seven figure brand and I'm extremely proud of that. You know, kind of, uh, you've told a, a couple other people on your show about building a business that kind of can sustain your lifestyle, you know, make you happy, uh, make you comfortable. And I've kind of done that. And, you know, just everything that I've done so far, I've kind of been semi-successful in, and I'm just kind of looking for that next step. And that's when, uh, about, I don't know, maybe six months ago, my wife was looking for a supplement brand and, um, I was trying to help her out cause that's where my knowledge and expertise is. And we just couldn't find one that really resonated with her. And then, you know, me, you know, knowing that area, I was digging into it and I found women's supplement lines, of course, but they're all geared and they're all, uh, advertised in a way that you have to know supplements because if you don't know supplements for women seeing pre-workouts and BCAs and all this, you know, technical and scientific words that men are used to, it, it overwhelms women. They typically won't buy. So it got me to thinking and, and getting down this rabbit hole of, looking for a uh, brand for her. And when we couldn't find one, uh, we kind of talked and then, um, I, I kind of had that idea just sitting in my head, but obviously just, I wasn't 100% sure. And then following you, following your evolution with the deer deck machine, and then seeing, uh, the things that you guys worked on, it kind of was just like, I read all the, uh, everything you're looking for. I talked to a couple of people you guys have actually worked with and uh, built companies with. And in addition to that, obviously, like you said, this is a lot of the things that I have experienced founder, they lined up with what you guys are looking for. So I didn't want to waste time. So after I figured out, Hey, I check all the boxes, this idea has some promise. And I truly believe that there's a, there's a big niche for this. That's when I reached out and I decided to, uh, to pitch the idea specifically for the, for the Deerdeck machine. And that's how we got here. But the, uh, the idea for people that didn't watch the video real quick is it's a premium woman's supplement brand specifically for women who work out to look more attractive. And it sounds simplistic, but kind of going back to what I said that, um, you know, women who are just starting out or women who don't know a lot about supplements, if they walk into a store and they see pre-workouts and BCAs and EAAs and 
all this terminology they don't understand, it doesn't really, it, it's hard for them to want to purchase something. And, uh, and I don't feel like there's any clear cut solutions in this space for women who are like, Hey, I just want a skinny waist or, Hey, I just want to grow my butt or, Hey, I just want to, you know, I want to add a little definition here or there. So that's when I came up with this idea about, uh, solution-based supplements specifically for women. And, um, and I think with the right branding, um, of, uh, in a premium market, you can really have this opportunity, I believe is really huge. And that's why I approach with the dare deck machine because alone, I'm, this isn't something alone that I want to, uh, take on because, I think with a strategic partner that can invest the capital and also kind of guide in those directions and ultimately lead to an exit. That's why I presented it to the Derek machine. And that's, uh, that's why I'm sitting here is talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And look, you know, I'm it's, it's solution based supplements is, Ooh, that's a big one, right? It, it, it's like, when I think about it, it's like, man, that is sharp. It's like when it's like skinny waist, like big booty, like fuller breast, you know, what, whatever it may be, there's, it's this man, it, it's, it's one of those things that I can't tell. Like if it's like too aggressive and like, Hey, it's a, a dude doing like these, like super sort of taboo sort of approaches and solution based for women. And I, in any time, like a concept makes you feel some type of way it's 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 got something to it right now it it doesn't now and and i'll give you some examples right like liquid death okay liquid death is you know they pitched liquid death to us very early on we passed you know it's you know worth 400 million dollars today now i passed because you know ultimately it was the creative director of my professional skateboarding league. And I'm like, I just don't like know if this guy can run a company. And, you know, it's his, I, you know, we had no part of the idea. Like if we're not sort of at that stage, it's kind of hard. Yeah. And then another, you know, but, you know, he's went on to, to build it brilliantly and has some amazing capital partners and science and Mike Jones. And, and so it's like, it, it, it's a hero story. Uh, and, and an amazing brand that continues to do amazing marketing. But there's this this other kids that pitched us around the same time of a, a company called Ballsy, right? And it was for your for your butt, balls, and face, right? Like, and it was like too much. It's too much, right? And they had already been generating revenue, like, and but it was like like men like a ball wash. And it's like, you know, for us, we could never do that. But both of those were like, man, well, it's either people are really going to connect with it or it's like nobody's going to connect with it at all type of vibe. Both uh, went on to be extraordinarily successful. The ballsy guys just got acquired. Okay. Like, at, you know, a few years yeah. later, right. And, you know, liquid death's worth like 400 million. So it's like both of these um, in, in, in this concept kind of puts me in that that same sort of feeling right of like man it's like really aggressive and it's either like it 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 will either sell itself in the clearest and simple simple way and it and it and it feels bigger than just women in my opinion right it's like solution based right like instead of like going putting the hammer into solution based and and it being just about women it's almost like it, it's it's bringing you know, supplements down into 
like you're only buying it for this and it's not it's not even as much about those that work out or whatever it may be it's solving this problem right here you know which you know when i think about it like is where it's has the real potential because for us right we have this 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 sort of principle of like like will you be proud if it fails Right. And, and this like, like bigger booty supplements is like too deep into the, like, like it may, it, it doesn't quite pass that level for us. Even when we see the, the value in it, same with like ballsy, it wouldn't matter if we believed it could be, you know, a $500 million company, even though they built and sold that thing in three years for a significant amount of money. Like it's still it still wouldn't we wouldn't want to like take the risk because we do so much so many different things like we want even our stuff that doesn't work to be like man that was an amazing concept it just didn't didn't happen to work but but that just just to give you where my two two ranges of my gut feeling on it right where it's like it's a little too aggressive for for us but i believe you got something really special there right and that could go either way, right? And the beauty of it is, is you could test that thing pretty quickly and you could test a lot of them. You could go, you could test like, you know, cohorts and solutions to see which ones kind of, kind of hit because at the end of the day, it's still going to be an ingredient set that's like already in market that you can just sort of manage uh, and make sort of unique to that particular solution as it, as it, as it relates to the product development side. And, but I found it fascinating that there was, believe it or not, like a bunch of booty and specific brands that were both supplements and cream to plump up that booty. Yes. Right. And, and, you know, and, and so again, I was like, man, this is pure white space. Nobody's like doing this. So, you know, I guess, you know, my, my question to you is, and then all of the women supplements out there, the influencer supplements, Vita proteins, how collagen made such a wave. There's a pretty, like women are covered in a super unique way. Um, but I still think solution based and getting super specific is where something special exists in there. Uh, so, I, you know, that I, that's a pretty a long rant of sort of my perspective on getting a little deep into it. But I, I just would be curious as to, your thoughts on that sort of general feedback. No, you're absolutely right. You nailed it on the head when you said that it needs to be broken down into what the supplements does. And that's kind of what, where the industry has gone is that men are so accustomed to supplements, you know, you know, for most companies, men's companies specifically, their, their next big claim, Oh, this is a crazy new product. And the only thing they do is maybe, you know, up an ingredient or change an ingredient. So that space is so saturated. So a couple of things I wanted to get into. The reason why I was kind of leaning towards women is because women, um, if you look at when men started to take supplements, uh, predominantly meaning the majority of men that go to the gym, when did they started taking supplements? And when in women, women still are still not taking supplements as much as men, specifically for the ones who are working out. That's why I was leaning towards women. But uh, to your point, um, the space and the white space on this and the opportunity um, actually, I'm going to say this again, but it's, you know, you have supplement industry is dedicated towards athletes performance over here. And that's where I believe the majority of women's supplements are or supplements in general are over here. 
Um, and this is like the pre-workouts, the BCAs, all the stuff you have to either be experienced or start diving into to actually understand. And then you have the other ones you mentioned, which is like the butt creams and the butt pills and all these things. And the, the interesting thing about this side is that these companies aren't suggesting women actually work out. They're suggesting women. I want you to take a look at this. It's crazy. They're suggesting women just take a pill or just rub this on, on, on your skin and it's going to you know help you look a certain way. Where I found the opportunity is, is kind of meshing that in the middle where you're having them work out because you know scientifically where I feel good about where I have to have integrity is scientifically in order to grow a glute, you have to exercise. So the exercise portion and in combination of being like, hey, here's specifically what this supplement does. And it's not just booty. It's basically anything that um, somebody has a goal about. So like the great thing about the human body is everybody's got different goals, which means that you can sell to a wide market of people. I would never want to um, isolate myself to a booty or a bicep or, a, a, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. I would want to basically be the company that offers simple solutions to the, to the problem that they want or the goal that they have for themselves when it comes to how they look. Yeah. And that's where I kind of found it. So that's, I hope that kind of answers that question. No, 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 it does. It, you know, it, it, it adds a, a second dimension to it. And it's like, yeah. you know, cause I go, I go straight to, to, to like the solution based without the work, you know, and, and the sense of, of big scale, right. Cause you think about like the gummy that the, the gummy for hair, I can't think of the name offhand, but it was for the gummies for hair and how just DTC, like, you know, if I can have this tasty little gummy and it's going to give my, make my hair shiny and fuller, I'll, I'll take it and converted everybody and still is converting at a really high level in a world where it's super crowded ad space and, and, in paid advertising. Right. So it's a, those, and again, same thing. It's pure solution based with take this, exactly. it's magic pills, right? And, and, and look, at, like you're, you're suggesting magic pills with work, right? And, and that's, exactly. and I, I, I probably, oh man, again, it sits in a no man's land. I love solution based with no work. I love this idea of like, here's all these things that can help uh, push this along. And, and we would advise that, you know, to really make this work, do 50 squats a day. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it may be, but like, you know, this, like for whatever this would be, this is just like, you know, targeting like glute development, you know, which I, I know is unrealistic, you know what I mean? And I'd be curious to like, even you know, what these, these ones even are, man, they're super funny, man. It's, it's curvy, pure, uh, buttocks, <laughs> plumping and enhancement lotion. Yeah. It's bum boutique, butt enhancement cream and pills. It's the glute boost. You know what I mean? It's like, man, they're so like, uh, the perfect booty boosting cream and pills. Like it's, yeah, you know, but I, I found it fascinating on solution based supplements and and I, and I don't I don't like know exactly like I I I understand now sort of in the concept of like now nah, it's it's really for those that work out like here's the combination of the two to get you there which I think is a is an interesting a smaller market a harder to acquire market right um because now you got to kind of walk a line of like like hey you're the the fitness but you're that 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 
when you're in fitness, you need to be spoken to in, in somewhat of an authentic way, not all the way over yeah. to the pre-workout and all the other stuff, but you, there's still an authenticity there that I think something like collagen for skin really covers. Like when you can, you, you know what collagen is, if this, this will, uh, help repair and strengthen my collagen, that means I'm going to get less wrinkles. Like I'll take everything you got with collagen is basically what vital proteins was able to, to accomplish with that sort of thing. At, that was solution based, you know what I mean? So again, you know, it, it's landed in this sort of no man's land for, for me, but I do think like really attacking that and, and putting it together with programs, there's, there's something there without a doubt, man. But I, but I, I'd love to, I'd love to get into your questions as well. Cause I think, I think I, think i could give you good insight uh based off of you know of, of someone that had to grow over time into the scale of opportunities that he was able to create for himself so i'd love to to get into those questions as well no i appreciate it and i i really appreciate the feedback on that and i i can't wait to, to let that boil in your head and for you to really think about this because this idea i think with the right context and, and the right dimensions multiple dimensions i think it's a good idea but let's jump into that that first question i had for you and, um, it's just something that, uh, it's something that I feel really resonates with me, especially seeing someone as successful as you are. It's, uh, you know, I've had moderate success just for the opportunities that I've had, but like, what was that mental shift that you kind of, that you had to where it really unlocked your full potential and really allowed you to scale your life, not just business and success, but just ultimately everything and every part of your life to where you feel you are now, because I feel like you know, I'm working, I'm grinding. Some of my success in a sense is like based off of hard work. Some of it might be a little bit of luck, timing, all those things. But I really believe that to really, uh, for me to go to that next phase and really, you know, reach my full potential, there needs to be a bigger mental shift. And, and I'm, I'm kind of working through some of that. Um, I just kind of wanted to hear your take and what you went through when you had that big mental shift to be like, Hey, I can achieve anything. And, uh, and I believe in myself to achieve those things. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm, because where where let me start first of why I wasn't able to get there early on, right? And and this is deep. This is deep into my thirties. This is like you know still having all of this success and television, all these different things, but but not creating any value and constantly going through highs and lows and not sure where I was headed and and what should I focus on and is this going to be the thing that changed like finally makes me be able to get balanced and all these things like it was that sort of chaos. And it, and it's when I really um, decided to like design the life that I wanted to live, and then began to look at the parts that were part of that life, and then design each one of those uh, to not only integrate but operate in harmony, and then have sort of a plan of uh, and goals and desires for all of those systems, if you will, and how they would grow together over time. And, and what happened at that point is then like I really began, I, I got so much clarity that then I began as I evolved, I started to grow and learn more and what I wanted to do became more clear as I got better and better than my pathway to it. It was more clear of where I needed to put in the work to actually get there. Right. And as you begin to to grow towards the ideal version of yourself and the goals you set for yourself, that's where your belief builds over time, right? And then you just get better and better at how do you set another goal 
and go chase that down. And then you know the process. Hey, you set a goal. You don't fully understand it. You know the the, the milestones you got to get there. You set off on the journey. About a, a third of the way through, it reveals itself. And it's like, okay, here's actually everything you need to do. And at that point, you decide, okay, let me buckle down and do this. Or you decide, this is, I don't know if I want to do this, right? Like, this is way harder than I realized, right? And and that's sort of this this process that you continue to go through. But fundamentally, the way that I designed the person I wanted to become, the life that I wanted to have, the way I wanted to spend my time, why I wanted money, and what did I want to do with it, all of that hasn't really changed. It is the knowledge and the depth that I've learned and the processes that I've created along the way that's made it more dynamic and more clear and more attainable is why I was able to create so much belief, you know? And and then along that way, what did I have to do? I had to fight through my own paradigms, right? Because your your paradigms are sort of formed off of the success that you've created along the way will be like, okay, I could probably do do like this type of business. I, you know, hopefully I could get it to there. I, I and and eventually, you know, I, I I went through this process of like, you know, I made three million dollars one year. Well, actually I made one point seven one year and was like, that's it. I've peaked. I've peaked. You know what I mean? Then I made like three. I'm like, oh, this I've for sure peaked. I made six, like what? This is now this is peak. And you know, uh, I eventually was like, I'm no longer going to attach a paradigm or a peak of what's possible. And I put $68 million, $128 million, $370 million. I put on my vision board, I put all of these salaries that I'm going to, to make one day. And then began to have these insane years. Right. And then as I began to learn and evolve in business, I began to see business bigger and see opportunities bigger. And so everything sort of grew into sort of releasing that paradigm. But my process was built in a way that I had the ability to grow into that. And and those revealed the pathway to actually get to that scale revealed itself over time. But I grew into that. I, I like to refer to it as systematic evolution, where I, I evolved inside a framework and a system with purpose. And boy, it gets real special when you do that in all aspects of your life, you know. And and then, you know, you're happier, you have better energy, you're more clear, like you're more balanced, like you, you, so many more things are are giving you energy and driving you and pushing you forward rather than pull from you. And it's a lengthy way of explaining it. Um, but it's definitely something that, that, you know, I really wish for everybody, especially someone like you, who's capable of it, of really looking at, 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 at your life as sort of your time system, uh, your career system, your, your investment and wealth system, uh, your relationship and, and, and friends and, and, family system and and build all of that to in your health system and build all of that together and and start first with really deciding the amount of time that you want to spend ideally and then allow yourself to work really hard to get to that balanced life over time rather than work really hard and hope that you get balanced one day you know what I mean mm. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I know that's good. I, I, I hope you lock in and, and, and really understand that. But look, 
like keep 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 pushing and and there's something something special there uh it's 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 still just a little bit in no man's land for me at this stage but but i'd love to as you develop it feel free to send it and and let us let us see if it doesn't 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 connect with us at some point in there you know yeah absolutely i appreciate um that information i did have one more question for you if you didn't mind though yeah super simple but um what are your top three recommendations for books um could be business, self-development. It could be anything. I was just curious. I, I mean, look, I, like to me, Think and Grow Rich is fundamental on how how basically the entire universe works as, as it relates to building anything. I think principles, you know, specifically life principles as it relates to the book of work and life principles of Ray Dalio is like the ultimate truth and like how to build your own sort of the foundation of your system, if you will. And then I think, you know, there's a book called Effortless that really, um, you know, his name's Greg McEwen. He has two books, Essentialism and Effortless. And yeah. and they both, yeah. and Essentialism is basically like, you know, do what's essential. And then once you reach capacity, like you really have to, to like really uh, look at all of the things that you can do to make it less effort, you know. And I, I think those three you know, read them over and over, you know, forever, because there's always lessons that will apply to you as you evolve as an individual that you didn't fully understand the first time you read it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That effortless book just came out and you just push it to your top three. So it must have been a heck of a book for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, I just like it in concept, you know, because for me, I refer to what I do as like the machine mindset where I decide what I want to do, design it and push it to automation. Yeah, And then once you get it to automation, you can optimize and optimization is where the extraordinary happens when you're no longer thinking of how to do it, but you're only thinking about how to get it better. That, that is when you're at, you can reach extraordinary levels. Right. And, and then in my case, it's then integration, then integrate that into your life as a whole. And my life is essentially all of these highly optimized systems that together create this extraordinary, high quality, very easy, elevated existence, right? And and for me, I've uh, essentially taken all of these different ideas and turned it into a system that hopefully I'll be able to share with people that in an, in a simple way that they can apply themselves and and grow over time. You know, a book that'll be perfect for you when I finish it. The Machine Mindset. You know, one hundred percent. I'm looking forward to that, man. Um, yeah, I appreciate all the uh, the words of advice, and uh, you know, it's it's truly inspiring and motivating to to talk to you and see. I've been watching you since uh, two thousand. Actually. 2002 man when you're skating to yeah. robin big to fantasy man. factory to ridiculousness and on all the bumps and ebbs and flows along the way so it's uh it's awesome to talk to you and really get a chance to just um to kind of i don't know just chat it's great it's yeah hey i i really enjoyed it and appreciate it and, and look forward to seeing seeing what you come up with man we'll talk soon yeah rob all the best to you and the family thank you All right, there you have it. Another episode of Build with Rob. Thank you all uh, for continuing to support the show and always listening. Of course, you know, like, subscribe wherever you listen to the show. You want to get more involved with us down here at The Machine? Become a machinist. Go to DeerDickMachine.com. Sign up to be a machinist. Be part of our process. Uh, You got a great idea? Pitch it to us. You know, we, we love hearing... Uh, entrepreneur ideas and you might just end up on this show as well you know so again 
anything you do, I don't care what it is, uh, you got to have a vision. You got to you gotta know what you want to do. Uh, you got to build a plan to actually do it. And then you got to commit and give it everything you got until it happens. See it, believe it, and do it. Until next time, it's your boy Rob Deerdash.